Welcome to a special edition Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside the cage. I am your host, Kevin. With me, Raph, the tireless booker. You outdid yourself here. I did. Nathan Orchard. I really did. I don't like to brag or say that I'm good at my job, but I mean, I am. Beautiful. I'm excited about this one. We've already been talking about it. We've known about it for about 48 hours, 72, confirmed. It's like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> we get to talk to Nathan Orchard, which we're going to do now. That's all That's all this episode is. Yeah, that's it. I mean, expecting any kind of other analysis or comments, it's not happening. You're just going to hear me and Kevin fawn over Nate Orchard for about an hour. It's about it. It's fun. He tells us a lot of stuff. Happy uh, Valentine's Day. He only threatens us twice, if I recall. It just makes it very clear he's ready. But it's like not yeah. direct threats. He's just letting yeah. us know. What? Were they? Know. Did you feel they were direct? I'm not sure. Once again, you know, just happy this is an audio podcast and we, we yes. get to call him as opposed to. Yeah. You don't yeah, want your I'm... leg dangling <laughs> just when he's going to prove a point, you know? I mean, I'm going to see him in person pretty soon. So. Lucky. Well, let's get, let's get to the interview. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a nice treat whenever we can book uh, friends that we enjoy, friends that we uh, look at on their like jujitsu competition reels and go, wow, I wish I could do that. Or people that we even watch obsessively on uh, Fight Academy. So if you see their Leg Lock Academy and you see look at all the stuff that they're doing and you're like Kevin, you obsess over it. You tell me about your improving Leg Lock game. <laughs> you drill it. You watch the you videos a few times. He's got a flow on there that's absolutely spectacular for improving like the Anaconda Guard. It's great. <laughs> and uh, I'm never a fan of Kevin getting better. But you know what? Sometimes <laughs> we can look past that and bring on the guests themselves. We've been wanting to have this guy on for a long time. And I finally just got tired because I like to meet these people organically and say, like, hey, come do the show. I finally got so fed up. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Nate, just come on our show. I'm tired. I'm tired of waiting to meet you. I'm tired that we always miss each other. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome one of the most fascinating jiu-jitsu practitioners in the world right now, Nathan Orchard. Nate, how are you doing, man? Uh, great. Thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate all the kind words. <laughs> We're well, stoked. You're a beast. Yeah, it's pretty easy when you look at you, and I think most people agree with this. Kevin and I definitely say this a lot. We've never seen a bad match with you. No. Hmm. Well, that means a lot to me, you know? I mean, uh, of course, winning it always feels really good, but uh, I I just want to go out there and fight, man. I hate boring matches more than I hate losing. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the success. If, if you guys are uh, entertained by my matches, then I'm doing my job. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I mean – you put on obviously you have a great highlight reel into yourself but it, there's something about warrior spirit or the ability to watch somebody and get lost in their matches or you know you you want to root for you so when we hear that you're going to compete at EBI 11 trials two things go through our head number 1 a that's great and number 2 this rule of only allowing two people per school is so deadly that you have to fight your way onto there, which is insane yeah. to us. Because when we were mentioning, we're like, oh, you know, Nate's going to be going through the trials. And people are like, why? You could see a lot of yeah. comments, too. A lot of people are, well, you know, I, you know you're and, excited. And I, but I, appreciate, it's Nate. I appreciate that sentiment from people. But, you know, there are a lot of uh, hungry up-and-comers, man, that, you know, they deserve their shot. 
And, you know, back, back in high school wrestling, you had to wrestle off for varsity, man, almost every week. So uh, it's just my job. You know what I mean? It's, it's all good. And, and I don't take it personally that I don't get to invite every time. It's no big deal. I've had a lot of chances to do this. And uh, this time I had to earn my chance, which, to tell you the truth, feels better than uh, an invitation. <laughs> so it's all good with me, you know? It's a pretty wrestler comment to make mm-hmm. that, that you could tell there's still that uh yeah. deep rooted wrestling no it was fun it was just you could tell a lot of the i mean no lie there were some killers there's some very serious uh oh, yeah. threats but those killers were also pretty nervous because you were in it and you can sort of see that as a sign of respect <laughs> it's like uh yeah i'm looking forward to it but you know nate's in there so if you know if, if uh that's uh, why it doesn't go my way and and Nate, if I can be so much to put this on blast, I don't think he'd mind me saying this, but uh, Drew Murillo, good friend of ours uh, over at the LA Jiu-Jitsu oh, yeah. good Club, friend of mine. absolute yeah. beast of a human being, has been having a great competitive yeah. year in his own right. And uh, he looks at me and I was like, dude, are you set? And he goes, man, I'm going to show nobody respect. Just go in there. I'm going to kill it. And I was like, that's the mentality you need. I was like, but what happens if you get Nate? He goes, I don't know, man. <laughs> I look at Nate so much. And I'm like, what happened to no respect? He's like, no, I, I, I will. I just like not first round. That's all I'm asking. Uh, well, you know, it, that's I, I, this is what I said after my match, you know, is that uh, that's actually a little bit of a distraction. You know, anyone thinking about who they're going against. Yeah. The real truth is, man, we're just trying to do jujitsu here. You know, yeah. I mean, we need to get over the names and the, the popular, whatever, you know, it's really not about that. It's about, we all love jujitsu. So we should just be stoked to get to go and, 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 uh, you know, have a little bit of a different test against a different style and forget about, you know, I mean, uh, I recently, you know, had a match against uh, Imanari and, man, he's one of my heroes, you know? And so you could imagine that it might get in my head, but I just had to tell myself, look, dude, you know, you're not going against Minari right now. You're going against yourself. Don't, don't think about it being Minari. Just think about the jujitsu you want to do. And, uh, you know, it, that, that, that's, that's the mentality I take into it. And so some, one of these days, these guys will catch on and, and they'll stop respecting me. <laughs> and it's all good because... <laughs> Because no, but that's the, that's the trick. Don't give anyone too much respect. You know, even Andrew was saying that, and, and then he's like, "Oh, except for Nathan." It's like, yeah, I, I really do appreciate that. But, dude, do your jujitsu. Don't don't think don't ever think about who you're going against. Just go and try your hardest and do your best. You know, that's what we're really supposed to be doing. So far, your reputation of also being a, a teacher is coming to fruition. I'm writing these down, Ref. I, I appreciate mm. great <laughs> guest booking. <laughs> Uh, trying to get back into some competition <laughs> stuff myself. It's like, all right, orchard lessons. Uh, I want to ask yeah, about no, EBI 11 because you just fought some killers uh, to get there. For the trials, yeah. yeah. And w- talk us through the day and what's uh, what do you notice? Because you've been in 10th Planet System for a while and uh, clearly it's evolving and changing because the fighters and the instructors yeah. and just the depth of who you all are now. And what I'm interested to hear... Uh, adding on to that, I'm interested to hear who you were impressed by that day because from what I saw, uh, you know, I, I mentioned this off air, it was my wife's birthday. So people were like, Raph, why aren't you coming? And I was like, well, I mean, wife, sorry, she wins this one, guys. Uh, yeah. But I, what I did see, there were a great uh, set of awesome. folks who I know, but I'm intrigued to hear who uh, stood out to you as well as your journey. Well, it, it's an, it was an interesting day for me because all of my opponents were from either San Diego or Oceanside, training with <laughs> uh, Richie or Gio Martinez. And, mm. and those are some of my boys, you know. And so going against the San Diego crew, that was interesting. 
um, you know, uh, they were all super, super tough. I mean, my first match was a kid that I actually didn't know very well, but, you know, he, he has a body type that is typically a little bit difficult for me to handle, just really uh, compact dudes. Um, my next match was um, Kevin Burdick, who is a long, lanky, flexible, tough dude. Mm. And I, I thought he was probably going to be my toughest match, and he turned out to be one of my toughest matches for sure. Uh, I got mad respect for that guy. But then my third match was this kid, Josh Saraposo, or I can't remember exactly his name, but he is a Filipino national champion wrestler. And so that dude had some, like, explosiveness. What? You know what I mean? Filipino a, wrestler uh, and 10th <laughs> Planet? <laughs> Fuck this. Like, getting uh, back out there. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying, man. It's going to be a scary... Dude, the next five and ten years, there are some savages coming up, you know? And so, uh, anyway, he was a great match. I beat him in overtime, actually. And then um, my finals match, uh, uh, man, I can't remember all the guys' names. But, he, you know, again, a good, tough guy from Oceanside. Um, I think he had some longer matches than I did, so he maybe was a little bit more tired than I was in the finals. But, um, uh, man, every single guy in that tournament I got mad respect for it, dude. They're a bunch of savages from the purples to the black belts, man. They were all very, very tough and very game. And uh, I, I, honestly, everyone that showed up impressed me, to tell you the honest truth. One of, one of my favorite moves hit, though. Uh, my boy Nathan Walder hit a flying leg scissor that was just mm. so perfect and so beautiful. Oh, man, that, that was like one of the coolest um, maybe techniques I saw of the day. But everyone was looking really good to me, you know. Is it difficult to have an appreciation for somebody doing that move when you're in the competition, though? Because, like, does part of you look and go, like, oh, that's so beautiful, that son of a bitch? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'll tell you what, that move does scare me. I mean, I've hurt people's legs doing that. I've seen people's legs get hurt doing that. I really don't do that much, that, that move very much anymore because I, I'm just not, I don't want to hurt someone accidentally, you know, just because there's a, if you mess up, it could be disastrous. But, um, the way he hit it was perfect. You know, it's just that people throw a lot of sloppy flying leg scissors and that's when the injury comes. But man, yeah. Walner per- pulled it off just so perfectly. Uh, luckily, I-, I feel like I know how to stay fairly safe from those. So uh, I was able to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, have been part of the leg lock crew for a while and it's obviously made a, a good no-gi resurgence in terms of attacks and impacts. Mm coolest leg attack you weren't expecting on the day mm. oh man i know i saw one that was um it was between maybe it was walner who got a heel hook i can't remember there was just there were honestly there was a lot of really impressive leg games i mean i walked away very very impressed at how far tense planet has come in such a short amount of time with the leg game i mean everyone has a, a pretty darn good understanding of it. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm t- I, I was impressed by a lot of the guys in there for sure. I have to ask you this because I think what it is is cool. So, yeah, obviously the two people per academy is meant to make it so that you see a spectrum of people on an event. So for showcase purposes, that makes complete and utter sense. But then yeah. there's the element that I really want to get your perspective on of – it's underground, so it has a very cool, like, yeah, all right, you're going to have just two people from 10th Planet. 
But the way we go about selecting those two is going to be something you may see very on a live stream from a lesser podcast. I won't name names, but (laughs) you might see a live stream of it. You might just barely hear about it. And it makes me wonder, is there added coolness for you that you're participating in this thing that has uh, kind of an underground element to it? Mm, that's a cool perspective. Uh, you know, I, I do think it is really neat how Eddie, you know, it, not, it didn't get blown up too big, but yeah, people heard about it a little bit. But um, no, I mean, dude, to, to be a part of this culture, this jujitsu culture at all is, I mean, a dream come true for me, you know? And, uh, and then to be a part of a team that is, you know, kind of on the cutting edge of, of some things, or at least we're expressing ourselves in some different ways. And we have Eddie Bravo who has the Ed Bravo Invitational and, you know, uh, just a, a, a bit of a mystic in the sport, you know, um, it's just really amazing and such a privilege for me to, to be a part of it at all. Uh, man, I, I'm just living the dream, man, to tell you the truth. I just think it's funny because you guys actually have a trial system in which we can see. And, you know, let's say the Danher system. We don't know how that goes down, but we're pretty sure we know how it goes down. But to, <laughs> to get to see something that unique and to, uh, you know, like I saw the videos and they, they did get some attention. Uh, Matt Therapy, a different podcast that, you know, whatever. Sure. But they put it out. And they, when they put that stuff out, you know, you look at the numbers and you see about like seven, 8,000 people are, are looking at it. That's just a fraction of the people who are tuning into EBI. So that's the part of the reason wow. why I've qualified yeah. it as being just a, an underground thing. And like you mentioned, people may not have seen it all or, uh, you know, seen more than maybe some clips or something like that. And I know uh, they're now starting to clip together some highlight reels. But the fact that people hear about it later and then when Eddie, when he does his prepackages before the next EBI – he starts, you know, doing his Eddie being like, you guys didn't know, but there was some really cool shit that happened like three weeks ago. They had to fight their way in there. And Nathan Orchard, he's a beast. You guys, I can't wait to unleash him. Uh, that's a good Eddie Bravo impression right there. Thank you. <laughs> some people excel uh, at leg locks. Other people excel at impressions. I'm not. I'm just saying. Uh, One's right. not I cooler like than the other necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess, uh, you know, that's why I think it's it's a unique perspective that we get from you and in, in hearing and seeing all this. But, Kev, let's get into the deep cuts because there are a lot of questions we have to ask you. But let's start right from the beginning. This is the first time you've been on our show. So let's start, uh, you know, your transition into jiu-jitsu, to my knowledge, mm-hmm. comes from your background in wrestling. So you do wrestling and then you make this transition as you're going into MMA. You lose your first match in the first round by armbar and then – that's when you decide you really want to make jujitsu something that you're looking into. My question for you though is when do you know that you're addicted? Is it the loss that like propels you and you become obsessed and you find something new from wrestling to there? Or does it hit a little bit later that you know that you're so immersed in it? Because let's be clear, you're super immersed in it right now. If you're saying things like, oh, you yeah. know, jiu-jitsu, I'm just I'm lucky to be a part of this community. You're not lucky. You've worked hard and, and there's a lot of people who like what you do. When did that really switch happen for you? Mm, man, well, that, that first arm bar you're talking about, I was 16 years old. You know, that was my first MMA fight. Hold on. And, Whoa, uh, 16. Okay, go on. Yes. All right. Yes. I was, I, was, I was 16. I got arm barred. And, you know, I was in the middle of high school. And so I finished off high school. I finished wrestling. And then uh, right after high school, man, I just I fought for, I don't know, four or five years straight. 
I had 20 more fights. So I'm actually 14 and seven. And, um, and then, you know, I'm not even sure how, Oh, well, I, I actually, I was on an eight fight winning streak. I was killing it. And then I lost three decisions in a row to uh, just better wrestlers than me. And I decided, man, I'm going to make my jujitsu so good. No, no wrestler can stop me in MMA. And so I really started delving into jujitsu there. And, and then, man, I, I tell you what, I just kind of got lost in it. Like, I, I always had the intention of going back to MMA, but uh, jujitsu just kind of blew up. Like, I, I don't know, I got, my timing was really good, and I, I got kind of adopted into 10th Planet, and, um, you know, the timing of the first EBI was right after I got my black belt. And, mm. and so, it, you know, it just, it just worked out really well for me. But, but, you know, being pushed to jujitsu from MMA, you know, I was 24 and it was all, it was only cause I was losing decisions to wrestlers and I wanted to mm. tap them out, you know? And, and, and then, oh, so I didn't even, I swear to you, I didn't even know like how good I was at jujitsu. I really didn't know. And then I go down to HQ and roll with Eddie and, 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 and his whole team. And I did really, really well. Like I was tapping out some brown belt. And I had never rolled with a brown belt before. Mm-hmm. So that was like, that was like a really crazy thing for me, but that was cause I had so much wrestling and so many MMA fights. I had that kind of grit, you know, you had the and, base um, too. You had that wrestler yeah. base that everyone's frustrated. You see a white belt and you go to sweep them and you're like, uh Oh, your spidey senses <laughs> go off. It's like, I, I, I mean, felt totally. this before. First, I want to be in the. This is when you beat Nathan Orchard. Like that would be such a great right before he learns jujitsu. Because now the idea of you being yeah. armbarred is unfathomable to most of us. We just <laughs> like, oh sure, he lost. Wait, what did he lose his first fight by? Because we know you as as this proficient grappler. So, and that that was in two thousand and four. You know, I mean, how crazy is that right there? I mean, <laughs> it kind of blows my mind to think of uh, how far it's all come since then. You know. I was gonna say you've been uh, thirteen years ago was my first MMA fight. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I saw guys that are in the UFC now. You know, I, I believe that if I didn't step away from MMA like I did, I would be in the UFC. Um, we can. Echo I train that. with a lot of UFC. What's that? Uh, we can echo that. I mean, you're seeing it on a yeah. level of if you can really grapple, like really, uh, and you're in that category. That's sort of Jacare, Damien. I mean, you see it pretty mm-hmm. successful if you can win the exchanges. Mm-hmm. This no-gi movement makes you uh, pretty dangerous. Well, and, and I don't have terrible striking, to be honest. You know, and I still train striking. I, I still do it all. I mean, I'm a martial artist. I'm training everything from um, um, striking and grappling to, to weapons, you know, archery and nunchucks and even, even messing with some, uh, some katanas and, and just uh, I'm, I'm obsessed <laughs> with martial arts. Now the real reason so, for why strikes have been introduced. <laughs> this is uh, we want to get these chucks. Well, in. first of all, may I may I uh, say a few things because I, I have a few notes on all of this. Um, number one, as if I didn't like you enough before, Nate, uh, because I don't know this whole dead orchard thing is something that really scares me in my sleep. Uh, <laughs> mostly because I've uh, I've been hit by it with people who are not you. So then I always think, sure. like, what happens if it's you who's doing it? Like, a lot of the times it's kind of like a sloppy seconds of being like, oh, well, that hurt. So <laughs> you can only imagine how Nate does this. 
And number two, you're now telling me that, you know, before I used to think like, oh, some weapons would be bad. You mean to tell me that if there was an added pressure of like there being a crossbow somewhere, it's going to be like, well, if they, that's within reach for Nate. He's going to use that it's too. definitely winning the orchard. <laughs> hey, man, I, I'm going to do it all. You know, I mean, look, there are so many different levels of martial arts. There's, there's the sport level and mm. there's the street level. But then there's even the like war level, like fighting for your life, you know. Sometimes street fights aren't really fighting for your life. You're fighting because you're trying to be a tough guy or something like that. But, man, I mean, I'm thinking about all the aspects of, of combat, you know, from, from sport to saving your life. And I like to, uh, you know, dabble in all of them, to tell you the truth. So. Well, Kev, uh, all I'm hearing right now is a game show pitch where there's going to be part jiu-jitsu, part striking. <laughs> Part weapons, part artillery, part obstacle course. I'm going to do my part to oh, make yeah. this happen, guys. I'm in. And I already That's know. What I'm just... I'll, I'll be your first competitor. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Nathan Orchard versus Tim Kennedy in round one. And <laughs> that sounds scary as hell to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have oh, that sort of. He's retired now. Here's the good too. news he's retired, Kev, so he's way less dangerous, though. <laughs> we all know retirees are dangerous. Oh yeah, oh, I'm sure of that. No, tell that, tell that to Tim. <laughs> oh, I will. In fact, but I, I do it from the comfort of being on a very far line away from him. There you go. Yeah, Tim smart. is a, a fan of our show, and we've, we've definitely had uh, our fun with him. But you know, our insults only cut as deep. And I'm glad he has a good sense of humor. Got to talk shit from a distance. No doubt. With Scary killers. man. I know it. It's true. Yeah. No, no doubt. <laughs> Keep a healthy 35 states between you and. <laughs> <laughs> a couple thousand miles is all right. It yeah. just makes it safer. And you're also teaching quite a bit as well. In the, you're always up at 10th Plain of Portland, that's sort of, and you're traveling around. How do you balance staying yeah. competitive while you're also teaching? Man, that, that's been uh, something I've been working on for the last few years for sure because being a coach and a competitor is really difficult. But, um, you know, I think... I really think it's not about how hard we train. It's about how smart we train. And I am able to, even if I'm just rolling with a white belt, man, I can take a lesson from it or, or set a certain rule set that I'm not allowed to do. I'm only allowed to do one move to them or something like that. So then I really get to work on that one move. Um, also, you know, I travel quite a lot and teach, and that gives me an opportunity to get all kinds of different looks from people all over the world, you know. And so diversity in my rolling partners is – I mean, uh, I think an advantage that I have over someone who doesn't get to travel all that often. Now, the disadvantage is the, the not consistent, you know, inconsistency in, in training partners and stuff like that sometimes. But, um, you, you know, man, the thing is, I think mental reps are one of the most powerful things we can do. And so even if I'm not always uh, training with the, the best black belts in the world or, or whatever the case is, Man, even while I'm on an airplane, I'm studying jiu-jitsu. I'm watching videos. I'm repping things out in my head. I'm, I've Sweet. literally been driving to the gym and thought a move, a move that I've never tried before and tried it out and maybe hit it in rolling that night. You know what I mean? So I'm just always trying to stay creative and, and have fun. You know, having fun is what keeps me motivated, to tell you the truth. I'm all about I'm that, but I have myself. to ask an honest question here. Now that you're saying all these things, be honest yeah. with us, Nate, okay? Okay. I'll do my best. All right. <laughs> Are you thinking about moves while we're doing this interview? Be honest. Oh, man, like five times I've already come up with some new shit, guys. <laughs> like, yeah, you, 
So, yeah, <laughs> I'm not even here right now. I'm actually on the mats rolling. I'm not even doing this interview at all. <laughs> if I could suggest one. Like, yeah, go for it, Kevin. It's called The Roast. He puts it in some sort of triangle and then just insults them before he yeah. chokes them oh, out. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Verbal assault as well as physical. That's good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that. <laughs> we excel at the verbal assault. I don't think many people are deathly afraid of me and Kevin on the mats, but when we start to joke, somehow we start to pass for some strange reason. Yeah, you can get some. Yeah, no laugh. doubt, no doubt. Our yo mama game is quite strong. Uh, no, I mean, I appreciate that. And I, I do wonder, you know, because you get to do all of those traveling uh, trips and, and teaching moments, which I think are great. I, I was curious because part of the reason we had reached out to you, I think, about last month, and then you were in what Asia? Where were you? Uh, I, yeah, I was in Thailand. I was in Thailand. I, I've uh, I've got a group of friends over in Thailand that I've been training with for quite a while now, and it's there's actually almost it's it's not like technically official. Uh, just a couple little of the technicalities have to get uh, taken care of. But um, opening up a Tenth Planet affiliation over there, uh, Tenth Planet Kotal. Um, it's in the Gulf of Thailand, and it's a couple of guys over there. I've given purple belts to them. I've been working with them for the last couple of years, and they're just some savages, man. So I get to go over there and train quite a lot, and um, there's some really good training in Thailand. Plus, it's a beautiful country, you know, and it's a lot of fun there. And how long were you out that way? I was in Thailand this time for three weeks. I usually go out every six or eight months for about three weeks. That's always funny because that's why when – I hit you up, and I was like, yo, man, are you good? You're like, I think it might be kind of hard with Thailand, but I'm for it. And I was like, you just enjoy <laughs> the beautiful Thailand. We'll talk to you when you get <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I love it over there. It's, uh, it's a really cool place. And, and, again, I've been over there a few times, so I just have, like, really good friends there now. So even if I wasn't going to go train, I'd want to go hang out with my friends. <laughs> That's awesome. And, obviously, you know, your friends are going to train, so you're going to be okay either way. That's right. The question That's I have right. for you in regard to when you, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, and I think maybe it's the isolation of Portland and maybe tell me are, are things different now? I, I assume they are. But when you said that you would come down to headquarters and you'd be rolling with brown belts, you know, that was, I'm sure, relatively earlier in your jiu-jitsu career. But was yeah. it hard to find training partners out there that could give you that kind of X competition level that you needed to go to being at that highest form of competition? And has that changed? You know, that's a great question. I, it, I've i never really had someone really, really pushing me on the mats. I mean, I, I've honestly never really had a coach. You know, I found Eddie Bravo. I found his system, and I started studying it. You know, and I've trained with Eddie quite a lot, but um, not not really consistently. Um, and so, you know, the way I, I do – there is a guy here in Portland, Aaron Milam, who's really good, and, and I work with him as you know often as I can, which isn't – near enough but um you know he's helped me out a lot but i just study a lot a lot of people and i'll get one of my closest you know training partners and i just discover i just go on the mats dude and it's just like a lab i just explore and experiment and try and drill and you know mess around and and that's uh, that's been what i've done for years and years and years i mean i feel like i essentially got myself to brown belt level just by studying and drilling really like consistently and, and rolling as much as I could with people, even if I'm way better than them, that's an opportunity for me to just put my reps in. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I've never really had that guy just pushing me other than myself. You know, I've been the, the motivator and then I just study people. I just study what people do 
and and I learn from the best, you know. Um, I watch what they do, but but it, it's definitely been a, a challenge for me to be essentially. I mean, again, I'm not like trying to take credit away from people who've helped me because I've been helped out by a lot, but I've never really had a full-on coach. And sure. so, of You're course, speaking... that's been quite. You're speaking to a cool crowd right now. I'm fortunate. My coach is uh, highly competitive, stays active on the scene. Uh, For people that maybe don't have that, that are sort of training and trying to become someone with the Nathan Orchard sort of caliber, what would you recommend to those those students? Um, I I would just say, oh, man, that's really uh, – it's hard for me to give great advice on that because – you know, everyone's just so different in how they learn. I was just fortunate in the way that I learn by watching, you know? And so I can just watch a video or watch matches or watch people, and then I can go and do it, you know? <laughs> it's just kind of the way my, my brain works, you know? I mean, so so it's tough, but, man, I started rolling in the, my front lawn with my homies, <laughs> you know, that they didn't even do jujitsu, you know? So it's just getting out there and doing it, man, just doing it, not not waiting for the perfect opportunity to train make the opportunity to train just go do it even if you got your homie with you who doesn't train you're like hey man i i'm looking uh, at this jiu-jitsu stuff and i want to try a move that i saw on and he's like man i've never heard of you you're like shut up just let me try this move real quick. You know? <laughs> and, and seriously man that, that, that's what i did and then okay cool they'd let me put a couple reps in and then i would think about it a lot for uh, until i got to do that again and then and then i finally slowly found people that did train and then i you know, finally found a team, and then I finally got ranked. You know, you got to start somewhere. I mean, maybe I should explain our laughter here. It has less to do with the the obsession. I think uh, for what I'm picking up here is that, you know, you pick it up because you watch video, and you may have a higher aptitude for being able to replicate it, but I think part of it comes from you being obsessed and and really looking at the detail and doing that. Where we're laughing, if I may explain it, is the fact yeah. that I was going to ask you, I was going to be like, Nate, how did you convince these people to do it? And then you basically told us, you're like, well, I just told them to shut up and just let me do it. So I guess that kind of answers that question. Uh, maybe for those guys, because there are some, you know, we, we, we all understand and live in this world of jujitsu. So it all makes sense to us. If you go to a drilling partner right. and you say, hey, try this out. Uh, most people are like, yeah, sure. And I want to get my reps in yeah. too. And you, you have an accord. Yeah. So you're saying for those people who don't have necessarily those coaches, you just got your homies. Uh, when you're doing that, you literally would just go up to them and be like, yo, hey, did you ever have That's someone right. say no to what you asked them to do it? And two, how I mean, maybe did you make them may, do it? Maybe but, maybe, but that's the thing about jujitsu is we're trying to do these moves on people who don't want it done to them. So that's even better. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> there's some really good early footage of nathan orchard chasing his friends it's uh we'll get it out to the youtubes when we finally yeah yeah we'll find it. that exactly and you're yeah but it's just it's not it's not making excuses why you can't train it's uh, finding ways to train period and i like the That's takeaways the only way you're ever going to go I like the idea of if you can't watch six videos, right? And people have kind of been talking some shit on the YouTube trainers. Don't ever let people discourage you from seeking your knowledge as one of those people that oh. loves the videos. But dude, watch dude, one. Dude, you, I've, learned, I've learned so much from YouTube. I, I can't even tell you. People want to make fun of YouTube stuff. That's where I came from, man. YouTube was my first professor. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And now you're let fighting. Let them say what they want. 
Polaris, you're headed out to uh, random Thailand trips to train your yeah. crew. Yeah. Talk to us about what's coming up because obviously, and I'm trying to make a secret trip to Portland. I just moved to Denver, so if I do, I'm, I'm yeah. definitely going to swing through the academy. But that's uh, oh man, you'll have to. That'll be March or April's. You're fighting an EBI Beautiful. eleven. Then you're fighting ADCC trials. Obviously, your focus is yeah. probably on EBI right now. What are you doing? Um, man, I'm, I'm doing the same thing I always do, man. I just, uh, I focus on my game. I focus on the things that I'm trying to, uh, master and I don't really worry too much about my opponent's game. Um, I, I'm just trying to train smart and not too hard, you know, I mean, uh, because I can't, you know, get injured. <laughs> that would be the worst thing possible. So I can't be too reckless and crazy. I just have to. Um, stay nice and calm and, and just keep working my technique and just stay consistent, man. I, look, I'm ready, like I said, I'm ready to fight any time of the day, anywhere, in any circumstance, whether it be on a mat or whether it be on the street. So I'm always training to fight. I don't need a, an event to be training for to uh, get into peak condition. I'm always trying to be ready every single day, you know, and, and that's because that's what really what luck is, you know, it, it's it's preparation meeting an opportunity. Well, if I'm not prepared and there's an opportunity, then it doesn't matter, you know? So I'm always prepared, ready to take the opportunity. You Again, still it. terrifying. That's how he keeps yeah. that face. He always has that stoic, I'm ready to kill you face. That's, uh, that explains it. <laughs> that. so uh, less rad. But it's also like off complimented by a very like, oh, guys, it's very cool to talk with you. I'm so honored, but I'll kill you. I'm, I'm definitely. I'm just. I'm. I'm definitely gonna murder, death, kill you. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> if you try, maybe I'll have to. I'm, uh, see, listen. You see, you see how ready he was. Yeah, I was about to say. I was like, you are mistaken if you think either myself or Kevin is literally going to try and kill you. Uh, People ask why we don't do in-person podcasts. It's like, yeah. do you want to be loose when you're talking some shit and you're Nathan Orchard? I don't. I want to. No, no, no. But, There's an inconsistent yeah, message going on here of like, guys, don't respect your heroes. Like when you're when you have a match, go out and kill them. But no, I will murder <laughs> in your sleep. No, no, no. <laughs> Honestly, look, look. Before before I really knew how to fight, I was like an angry person. You know, I was just angry, and I'm not even sure what I was angry at. But let me tell you, the more I know how to fight, the nicer I become, the gentler I become, the more peaceful I become. I don't want to have to do. I don't want to have to fight. I don't want to have to hurt someone. I mean, look, there was a, a couple of years back, there was a guy breaking into a store here in Portland, and I just so happened to be driving by, and I saw it all happen, and I park my truck in the middle of the street, and I jump out, and I take this guy down on the street, and I hold him there for five minutes until the cops show up, and I help cuff him up. You know what I mean? Uh, I learn how to fight so that no one does get hurt. You know what I mean? Like, not so I have to hurt people, but so I can stop people from hurting other people or someone from hurting me or, or whatever the case may be. You know, my real point of knowing uh, of mastering combat the most I can is just to actually save people, not, not hurt anyone. You know what I mean? And that includes myself and my loved ones, you know? So I, I, you know, they say, uh, uh, a true warrior is never warlike, you know? And I really like to think of that. Like, I, I, if you meet me and you hang out with me, I'm just a super chill dude that, you know, I don't get too worked up about stuff. Uh, but that's because I now know how to fight and it's, it's helped me be 
just more peaceful, you know, a little more zen to say the truth. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And I love the fact that we see you on so many different types of shows. We see you on EBI. uh, We've seen you on Polaris, which I I thought was a great fit for you. uh, And I've echoed as much to those guys because we enjoy seeing you compete just about everywhere. I do have to ask you about the submission underground uh, back in like uh, July of 2016. So yeah. there was a whole thing that happened there, and I'm not sure people understand or know exactly what happened, but uh, there was a call by a ref. Do you mind to explain what happened there for people who don't know? Oh, there was a uh, – are you talking in the overtime round? Yes. Um, th- there is just a point where they thought I tapped, and I very clearly did not. And, uh, you know, the guy – it just, it just, he just thought I tapped and I just didn't. I'm like, nah, man, <laughs> sorry, bro. There's no tap. Look, it, the guy was trying to choke me, you know? And yeah. it's, it's pretty, I don't know. When you go back and look at it, it's pretty clear that I was almost out of, I was almost out of the, of his back control. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know to, to maybe an untrained eye, maybe he, it looked like I tapped, but, uh, I, no, you gotta, you gotta about, about put me to sleep for me to tap to a choke. In fact, Honestly, I would probably go to sleep most of the time before I'd even tap. I would just keep fighting and fighting and try to get out. You're not just going to get a quick tap on me for a choke. So if anyone thinks that that was the case, they just don't know who I am. I just always enjoy reading because, you know, when we do research for this show, we'll go through a whole host of things. And it's kind of hard to find bad things that are ever said about you, ever. Uh, but oh, no, don't no, worry. No. There's, there's plenty. There's plenty. There's plenty out there. I, I <laughs> Well, I mean, but for the most part, I mean, at least people who I respect enough to consider their opinions, uh, I was about to say, the, leave it to the internet to go ahead and change some of that. But on that, you had certain people who were, when they were watching that live, were like, well, oh, he tapped. And I was like, I just, I didn't see it. And so then it became nah. this thing where uh, I saw, like, Flo was putting it up being like, you make the call. And it's like, what's there to make a call of? Like, look at the footage. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it, like, I, like I said, look, I'm happy to tap out when I need to. I've got, I could put a, together a highlight reel of me tapping out, you know, and I'm not afraid to tap when necessary, but I only tap when absolutely necessary. And that there was, he was nowhere near it. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's silly that people are even, uh, I didn't even realize that was a thing to tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that uh, was there. Cause that was one question I always wanted to ask you was just looking at that. Like, did you have anybody send you notes or did like, what was the reception after that particular match? for you well man dude to tell you the truth i weighed in for that fight at 175 and that dude weighed in at 205 and in the first like three minutes i had a level eight, uh, three ac separation in my shoulder you know so i mean i it was a it was, it was a brutal match for me to tell you the truth and uh um i don't really give a damn what anybody thinks about it because i know what happened and i choked that dude out with one arm pretty much so uh you know, whatever people can say what they want. It really means nothing to me, you know, whether, well, you know, compliments or insults they're, they're, they honestly go about the same depth with me. You know, I, I can't, I can't get focused on either one of them because it'll be a distraction for what I'm really trying to do. I'm not trying to get complimented or insulted. I'm trying to become the best I can be, you know, so whatever, you know, Makes sense. Uh, on the other side, I mean, you know, Submission Underground seemed like a good fit for you. Did it, you enjoy that experience when you were competing on there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 I, and I like Chael. You know, he's a cool guy, and he put on a good show. And, I mean, I plan on doing it again. It's just that uh, I had an injury, and then I was uh, 
in Thailand for the next one, or I got home like the night before. And sometimes when I go to Thailand, I get sick because my stomach, yeah, the food over there. Anyway, whole other story. Anyone hey, from Southeast Asia knows what I'm talking about. I need about, a minute but... <laughs> to, to comment about that because do you build in time when you get home of like, well, I'm going to be three weeks and then a week of being uh, deathly sick? Vomiting. Well, honestly, that's how it was the first time I went to Thailand. I came home and I was, I thought I was going to die, man. You know what I mean? Like, my gut was just messed up for like five days and then it cleared up and all that. But, uh, and so I just learned that competing right after I travel from Southeast Asia or honestly, even internationally is just not a good idea. I need to give it at least, at least a week, you know? Yeah. I mean, jet lag and all that stuff. It's pretty brutal. Well, I guess the reason I asked that is because uh, you were also for Submission Underground. Um, it makes sense because Portland, Portland, and it seems like that's yeah. your home turf, so you should be on. Oh, it is most, oh, if yeah. not all, those cards. Um, but did you sure. not get recently called out at the last uh, Submission Underground back, or one of them, in uh, at a certain point? I, I saw this back in I think December that somebody wanted to have a match with you out on that next card. Yeah, yeah, that's Joe Bays, um, which, you know, I'm sure we're going to, we'll, we'll get our chance to tussle, you know, I'm not worried about it, and um, yeah, I mean, that's going to happen one way or another, whether it's Submission Underground or, or some other promotion, I mean, it, it doesn't matter to me, I mean, we'll get it done. And you're definitely yeah. on the list of people I have no interest in calling out, that's all be super specific, <laughs> it's like, be respectful, Joe, <laughs> tread lightly, my man. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, it's all good. It's all good. I mean, everyone just wants to test themselves against everyone else. And, you know, it's it's a compliment if a guy wants to find me. Whatever. It's all good. I was going to say, is it fun for you now being – you've obviously spent most of your life as a jiu-jitsu. You know, people are like, oh, he's, he's up and coming. And now you're on the other side where it's like, i got to test myself. Nathan Orchard. Is that a fun place to be <laughs> grappling-wise? Uh, it's, it is interesting. You know, honestly, I don't really feel like – I'm on the other side, you know, I still feel like the kid rolling in the front lawn, you know, like Mm. I don't feel I'm not happy with, with what I've done so far because I know that compared to what I can do, it's just the very beginning, you know? So I I don't really get caught up on, on any of it. You know, I try not to believe any of the hype or like I said, I don't buy into the insults or the compliments because that's not really what I'm doing. I'm I'm still going to do jujitsu, whether everyone hates me or loves me. So I don't really think about it too much, you know, when I do think about it, because there was a few years ago where I lost my points to some lower-ranking guy, and it was this whole thing. And, and, and you know what? Dude, people, like, flamed me for it. And, and it, it kind of messed with me. I'm like, whoa, why does everyone want to talk so much shit when I'm just trying to do jujitsu here? And wh- who cares? I lost my points. You know, it doesn't really mean much to me. Uh, so I, I, don't, I don't even focus on the negativity, man. Or, or yeah, I just, I just do what I do. Well, you've definitely made an invite Raph and I have been thinking about the idea of like the uh what is the match where everybody keeps coming until it's done Raph the Royal Rumble yeah for Ooh. grappling you're on the list Ooh. yeah 100%. I'll do it I don't know when I'm you arrive <laughs> because uh there's a lot of beard factor and we need to work out the dynamics of like who we throw out first <laughs> sure but you're definitely in the list yeah, because uh, I put this up when they had uh, the same night they had the last submission underground. They had the Royal Rumble. As a professional wrestling fan and a fan of grappling, I guess all grappling, uh, I was watching both. And then I, I just put out a tweet and I was like, listen, guys, we need." I know that people talk about a money in the bank 
equivalent where you can cash it in. Like somebody wins an ADCC title and here comes Nate Orchard with a briefcase. He's challenging for the ADCC title. (laughs) We were saying that you, there also needs to be some kind of equivalent of a Royal rumble match where the person could also win a shot at the title via beating uh, 30 people, uh, be it by throwing them over the top rope or some equivalent of that. uh, Yeah, that sounds badass. Jesus, Nate, you're scary. Just, I'm like, <laughs> literally every dumb idea I could throw at you, you're like, yeah, that sounds I'm good. In. No, dude, 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 look, I, I know, I know way scarier people than me. All right, so it's all, it's all perspective. <laughs> <my friend. laughs> I, I enjoy that a lot. I'm also excited. You're going to be in the ADCC running. You're a really awesome candidate to get out in ADCC, and and I appreciate well, that. You are also, I mean, you're going to obviously do the trials, which is in April. And Kevin and I were laughing today because Gabby Garcia got an outright invite today. And she posted her email. And on the email at the very bottom, it says, uh, and please try to not be injured and be a professional. (laughs) And that phrase is passive aggressive. Made me laugh so hard because, you know, all those other athletes who don't like Stay healthy. Unprofessional assholes. Kobe Bryant never got injured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> Man. Really? But you're working your way well, into like so Go ahead. ADCC is definitely uh, something I've had my eye on for a long time. Um, you know, it's, to me, the most prestigious. Uh, but that being said, I don't love the rule set. You know, I really don't. Uh, it turns into a little bit of glorified wrestling, which hey, I'm even a wrestler. And, and uh, I don't know, I, I, I really do resonate with the submission only movement because it's it just, I don't want to say more pure. That's not what I'm saying. I just don't have to worry about a bunch of honestly ridiculous, uh, crazy rules. You know what I mean? I just want to go out there and see who submits who, you know, when it comes down to, uh, there's some technical rules with ADCC, you know, and if you don't know the rule set, that's a massive disadvantage. And there are guys who are very, very good at playing the rule set. So, you know, it's an interesting thing, but um, besides ADCC, I only really, I truly love EBI. I mean, it really is um, one of the most entertaining uh, uh, promotions out there. Um, But I really love Polaris too. I I like that they're 15 minute matches and, and decisions when it comes to like um, the way they, they judge Polaris now, it's more like MMA, you know, whoever mm-hmm. dominates wins. It's not a point system necessarily where a guy's going to take you down and hold you there. Cause he's two points up. It's more like, Hey, you know, if you're chasing a guy for 15 minutes, you're going to get the win. Those are the type of matches that I win. If you're, if you're going to, if I'm going to go to a decision, uh, I'm usually going to win it. If it's just based on aggression and attacking and, uh, control because man, I always go for it. I always go for it. You will never see me stall. Never, you know. There, I'm like some tactical pauses, but I'm never stalling ever, and I'm never running. You know, again, I'll make gonna, tactical retreats, but uh, I don't write mess that around one down with that for stuff. me. I don't stall. I tactically pause. Uh, I will let yeah. you know I stall, so that's not an issue for me. Uh, I'm 100. <laughs> when you get to a certain age, young Nathan. 
You basically just look <laughs> at the youth and you tell them, slow the fuck down. I'm too old to be running just around. Hold hey, guard and I, still have many le- I still have many lessons to learn, my friend. I'm sure I'll figure that out. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you'll, it'll come to you one day when you these young yeah. hooligans keep running around yeah. with their, their speed and strength. Uh, I have to ask this yeah. because I, I'm intrigued by this, though. You keep talking about wrestlers. Almost as if you were not a wrestler. Are you just identifying less with it? Is it that you see yourself more as a jiu-jitsu practitioner? Because it's a little different when it's like somebody like me and Kevin who never did wrestling when we were kids. To hear you kind of talk in the certain kind of way that's like, oh, these wrestlers, am I right? And I'm like, weren't you one? (laughs) Well, I was a little bit of a goofy wrestler too. Like, I didn't care about points. I wanted to pin everybody. And usually when I was pinning people, I was choking them at the same time. You know what I mean? Like I was doing submissions in wrestling before I even knew they were submissions. You know, like I loved it when guys are gurgling and choking out as I'm pinning them. That was like the ultimate pin for me. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't really, I, I am a wrestler, but no, no, that's not true. I'm a grappler. And I study wrestling. I study jujitsu. I study sambo. I study judo. I study it all. I'm a grappler. Uh, no, you're right. I, I don't identify as a wrestler. I have wrestled, and I love wrestling, and I work my takedowns every single day. You best believe it. But, but no, I'm not just a pure wrestler at all. I, I am a, a, a student of grappling and a student of martial arts. You know. If you so. guys are just tuning in right now, uh, Nate literally just said, don't assume my grappling identity <laughs> for favor. Uh, you know, I know we could do this forever, and I know Kevin and I have a couple last questions before we wrap up. But Kev, you and I have had long discussions about Nate's hair. We have, and beard combo, just in <laughs> general. We're impressed, uh, uh. but we wonder what that process is. So how do you go about selecting what era or what kind of uh, mode you're in when you're doing <laughs> facial hairs? In- uh, well, that's, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> you know, I just, um, honestly, man, I, I worked right before I got my black belt, I was working at like a really nice hotel. So I always had to be clean cut. And I got to the point where I was like tired of just being this like little clean cut looking dude. I just wanted to get a little crazy looking. And so, uh, I just wanted to mohawk it up and, and, and I grow a pretty nasty beard. So, uh, you know, I'm just using my attributes. That's all. And, uh, just kind of went with the wild man look <laughs> to be fair. Uh, I mean, I know it at a far lesser degree cause I've never looked as cool with a mohawk as you, uh, ever could. <laughs> I don't have um, what I, I do not have the head. My head is too large. It just won't work. Mm. But when I worked at a, a place called Big Five Sporting Goods, I had a manager. His name was John Locke. He was not the philosopher, nowhere close to it. Oh. But he looked at me, and I remembered being like, oh, I want to grow some facial hair. And he'd be like, no, you need to be clean cut. And I'm like, why? And he goes, well, you either need to have facial hair or be clean cut. And I was like, well, how do you get it from in between? Do I have to take time off of work to grow a beard? And like, he looked at me when I was like asking that. And I was legitimately asking because he's like, you should just have facial hair. I'm like, I can't show up to work one day later and just have a beard. You did not Dude, appreciate. You just that. need to work on your, your you need to work on your beard growing skills, man. All right, just put your reps in. That's what this it's all about. Right. Just putting the reps Listen, in. Nate, I don't, I don't need that in my life right now. My, my facial hair is quite good, and I've worked very hard for it. Thank you. And oh, good, good. I just have a compliment. 
Phalanx, the sponsor, and the Nogi gear. Good looking gear. Uh, yeah, yeah. Phalanx is where it's at. Um, they make some really good stuff, and, and they, they treat me really good. And I've actually got a discount code uh, for anybody listening just Dead Orchard. It'll get you, um, I can't remember, it's either 10 or 20% off. But uh, anyway, great gear, really super clean, and just, just good people, you know, high quality stuff. How did you and them come together? Because I know. And do you get uh, to choose? Like, do you call them and be like, "Hey, I want"? Or do they just send it like a gift yeah. package? How does this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I actually got hooked up with them from Gio and Boogie Martinez back in 2014 or 15. I can't remember, but um, it just kind of through the grapevine. They were a lot smaller back then. Mm-hmm. And and they they picked me up and uh, they've grown I mean geez quite a bit since yeah. since uh, I got to join the crew so it's cool to be part of such a reputable uh, you know jujitsu company and I think one of the things I really like about them in particular is they don't just align with anybody the people who they have on their roster badass are pretty good at jujitsu but also not just that yeah. but like you know I mean. Boogie and Geo and uh, the Hayden brothers, like they're all quality human beings that I've interacted yeah. with and had the opportunity to talk yeah. to. So uh, every time I see them get together and start working with people, I'm always like, yeah, they're they're pretty stellar. Yeah, they 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 uh, they handpick a good crew, and uh, like I said, the, the guys that run Fanlings are just really good people. So you know, they they just attract more of the same. You know. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and stop you from extra commercial time they have not purchased money from us or okay, advertised no more on here. no, no more, more free stuff <laughs> i will say this felix you know kevin and i are always interested too if you're looking for good quality podcasters i noticed you're not sponsoring a podcast They're like we know there you go there you go so just I saying. see why I'm on now. I see. All right. You okay. guys are just using me to get the phalanx. I see. Oh, okay. damn it. I told you he was going to figure this out. out here. Nate figured it out <laughs> one hour into podcasting. He was like, guys, you sons of bitches. They finally did it. <laughs> they start with a nice compliment uh, of my hair. And next thing you know, they want to hear all about my journey. Right. And it's just to get the dead orchard code. Uh, oh, man. And, well, there you go. You have it. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> it's uh, you know, just in terms of Nogi stuff, we'll be able to see you at EBI 11, March 5th. Yeah. We'll be able to see you ADCC yeah, trials April 15th, which is going to be, yeah. should be a grappling holiday. If you have, oh marked, man, you ain't kidding. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Down. And you're going to be out traveling uh, to the Colorado area. We got to get Nate out here to do a seminar. There's the 10th Planet Boulder. Uh, you know, make some calls. Yeah, I was I was actually at 10th Planet Boulder last September. Uh, I'd like to go back because I, I love I love Colorado. It's a beautiful place. But um, also, one thing that I got coming up that's a really big thing and I'm really excited about is a camp in Amsterdam um, at 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu Amsterdam. And it is April 24th or 25th to the 28th. Anyway, it's somewhere in there. I don't have the exact dates in my head right now, but... Um, I mean, jiu-jitsu in Amsterdam, Rem. it's going to be a damn good time. So you guys should all look into that. i got to start saving. <laughs> that, does, <laughs> that combines two of my favorite things, grappling and access yeah, I know. to potent, what, well, I mean, potent. Kids who are listening to this, if, if you're picking up here, what you can do is you can save for that, and you're going to want to see Nate after he wins ADCC trials. So it's the perfect mm. opportunity 
to go ahead right. and be ahead of the curve and go get great instruction <laughs> from somebody who's just hot off of winning ADCC trials. I'm just saying, guys. What do I know? About? An, an EVI title and uh, ADCC trials title, that, that sounds pretty good. That's what I'm looking for right now. <laughs> I love so. it. So good. Well, obviously, if you're going to be out in the Los Angeles area a couple times, uh, if you guys are so much looking to do a seminar with uh, Nate, and I, I'm saying this selfishly because someone have a seminar with him <laughs> in LA so that I can go and I can learn all these things. <laughs> Uh, but out, he's going to be out here in Los Angeles. So if you or your school are looking to bring him there, uh, you can get in contact with, uh, Nate, where, um, on my Facebook, or you can hit up 10th planet Portland. Um, you can hit me up on Instagram. That's Nate Orch, uh, or that's at Nate Orch 10 P. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not too hard to get a hold of, but we can set something up for sure. And like I said, guys, Here's the important thing, and Nate, you have to promise me this. You can come here and teach me all the things, but if you go to Colorado, you can teach Kevin none of the things. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll teach you how to how, – I'll actually go teach teach him the anti-game that I taught you. That's, that's how it's going to be. I'll put you guys at war with each oh, other. Oh, genius. <laughs> Damn that's <pretty> it. Good. <laughs> that's actually – I was about to say, I was like, Nate has no idea about our background, but uh, Kevin and I famously have not caught one another in five years of rolling. Don't no, ask. It whoa. Just, yeah. But the reason yeah. why is because Kevin is the perfect yin to my yang. So you're only contributing ah, more to the problem because uh, Kevin is quite good at certain things I am not good at, and I'm quite good at things he is uh, not good at. So Beautiful. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> what, you know. Early to your point when you were talking about just going on the mats and doing some sort of lab experiment that's kind of i was coming off of uh meniscus surgery and trying to like get back into it i came out to la and he and i trained at bjj breakdown our friend john evans lent us some mats and we basically just trained for about 16 hours over two days and it's crazy how that that experimenting can just get you back into things yeah it's helpful oh, it's, yeah, and i have to say Nate, maybe i need your opinion on this um, Kevin was like, Raph, no, totally. Just go, just do whatever. My knee's fine. It's, <laughs> it's fine. We're good. And so I had literally started game planning his other leg and I was like, well, he didn't say the <laughs> other leg was there. Was yeah, I wrong exactly. to not attack his injured leg or, uh, was I right to have tried to develop a game that unsuccessfully attacked his other leg? Oh no, I, I like it actually. Uh, you know, Hey, if you hurt your practice partners, you're not going to have any practice partners. So uh, you got to keep them safe, but also it is really good for you to have to focus on one other leg. I have a, a, a good friend who he's got a messed up knee, so and it's the leg that I typically attack. So it's a good opportunity for me to try to polish my other side of my attack. So yeah, but uh, Nate, we're good. not friends. I know it seems like we're friends <laughs> because him. we do this show. I don't I'm I'm trying to hurt his knee. Like Kevin and I have an agreement. We are we are the the one training partner to each other where it's like, yep, totally, do what you need to do. Then I must just say, reap the knee. That's the okay. Reap the knee. Reap the knee. Right. Kevin was writing notes Damn. earlier. Now I'm writing my notes. <laughs> this is. <laughs> you start a podcast, you can talk to smart people. That's that's mostly what we're doing. Uh, well, Nate, you're always a class act on the mats. He wasn't joking. What we like about you is whenever you're representing jujitsu and you tend to put yourself out there in a lot of matches, it's always fun. It's uh, you just kind of grit down, Thank and you. it's like everybody shut up. Nathan's fighting. I just, uh, I, I like to go for it, man. I like to, you know, I feel like it, it would be 
disrespectful toward jujitsu, if you will, to, to not give it everything I have, you know, and definitely disrespectful for any of the people that, that uh, are, are watching that day, pay money to watch and things like that. But, but also, you know, it just, it feels good for me walking off the mat, win or losing, knowing that I uh, did my best and I tried my hardest and I, and I went for it. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I'm all about. Um, well, I can tell you this right now. I don't really foresee a day when I'm going to go up to you and say like, Nate, what you did disrespected jujitsu and I demand a <laughs> refund. So, uh, I think you're in the clear, but obviously as Kevin Thank was uh, alluding to, we can do this for hours. Obviously I could also, uh, potentially be interviewing you. I think I should be at EBI, uh, and I should also be at ADCC and it is my great hope that we Very get cool. to catch up there. And I want you to Absolutely. win those so that you and I can have a wonderful chat and continue this. But uh, oh, like yeah. Kevin said, we have, we have enjoyed watching you and getting the opportunity to talk with you about what makes you unique and you has been also a pleasure. So we want to thank you very much. Um, before we get you out of here, can we get any shout-outs for you before you uh, step on out of the broadcast? Oh, man, just a, a shout-out to all my friends and family and, and all of Tenth Planet, everyone that supports me. And, uh, no, just, just so much love out there, you guys. Thank you all. Ladies and gentlemen, Nate Orchard. Thank you, guys. Later. Rap Fun Podcast. It's always good when you learn some things about uh, how to get your mindset. I feel like... Um, Nate and I have two different approaches, which is he obsesses over jujitsu and I feel I do the same, except he can do it. <laughs> That's, those minor differences. Mm-hmm. You I enjoyed some of the tips as far as like, I just watch it and do it. It's like, I bet you can. Right. I bet that's awesome. That's and then asking great. him like, hey, Nate, how if you let's say you're not you. OK, if, if, how do I do what you do? Oh, man. Yeah. Tough luck on that. I don't know, man. <laughs> It's a good luck. It's a hard work thing, and you know, it gives some good, uh, good grappling tips in terms of drilling some things. I'm going to try. I like it. I'm going to. Uh, you some. mean where you just go up to people that you work with and just go, "Hey, can I try this move out on you?" Friends, family. I'm going to start Imanari rolling into the office. I can't wait. Well, you already, you already do it to your puppies though. So your dogs, Mills. Yeah, the puppy and I have a very serious grappling relationship. Well, obviously, that was uh, a ton of fun. We want to thank Nate for coming on. It makes it easy for us to go ahead and understand where that mentality is. Um, Kev, question for you, really important to know. Just be honest. Yeah. Was it worth the wait? It was. You know, he's been someone we've wanted to talk to for a while. And you can tell uh, there was buildup because it was like, we have 50 questions. We've boiled those down into like our (laughs) top 12. Right. And it helps. He's pretty active. He's got a major swing through two huge no-gi competitions that are taking us awesomely into summer. Yeah. If it's graph, if it's like uh, every other day, temperature varying on you and the winter's getting to you, grappling will take us to spring. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck that groundhog. I want to be on the record saying that. Hey, groundhog, you watch your fucking legs because Nate will take them. We were we're gonna build a wall around that stupid groundhog. That's gonna be listen here, groundhog. You think you're so good because you can see your shadow. I haven't seen my shadow because I'm so fat. If we're being honest, in over ten years, and that's a fact. 
an affordable thing to put a wall around Groundhog's Day. Mm. We should have retired it after the movie. That's going to do it for us here tonight at Verbal Tab. Do a little shout-outs, Raph. I've been sick again. Oh. I went Thursday. I rolled, but I have just been down. I'm yeah. soldiering through. I'm a little nasally. But I'm looking forward to getting back to some jujitsu, some uh, gi tonight, some no gi tomorrow. I'm ready. It's good stuff, man. I'm excited. That's uh, going to do it for me. Just shout-out to Jubera. Come train, people. Let's shout out a few people over here. Let's shout out uh, Valley Martial Arts Center. Be back. I'll see you guys at the Whiteout Tournament. That is uh, Sunday, February, was it 19th? Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, it's going on at 10 a.m. Come say hello. I will be around there uh, heckling people, uh, taking some photos, uh, heckling some more competitors, you know, doing my normal shtick. Uh, and then uh, I also want to shout out the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. Great training going on over there. Happy birthday uh, to Thor, the uh, ridiculous beast of a human being that Huge. we have rolling with us. This is crazy. Big guy. You know what's weird is that like he was named Thor by his parents, who I don't know if they knew he would like Maybe. really go into becoming Thor. Because that's a name you have to live up to. There's it's no 50, other 50. way around it. You're either that or you're a very frail software designer. Like, hello, I'm Thor, and I just did the software engineering. Can I see your computer? Hello. Um, anyway, so happy birthday to him. And uh, come train with us, 7 a.m. in the morning, every day, Monday through Friday. We are training there. Um, obviously, those killers are getting set for their sort of stuff. Uh, big shout-out to our good friend, Drew. Uh, I know we name-dropped him on the podcast. And, yes, he did say those things about Nate. I will say that firmly. And I do like hearing Nate say, like, yeah, dude, you know, fuck me, essentially. Like, just just beat the shit out of me. It's not a big deal, which uh, is very humble of him. But um, the reason I put that out there for Drew is because he has such a deep respect for him as a human being uh, because he looks up to him, not just on the mats, but off the mats. And there's good reason for that. So uh, hearing Nate talk about this today, it was it was Kevin to me worth the wait. And my final shout out goes out to me. Because shout out me for booking him because my idiotness always wants to run into people. I always like them to get a vibe of us before we start insulting them ad nauseum. Which but obviously this was a great opportunity. We're going to turn on Nathan Orchard one of these days. We oh, it's going to be the best heel turn anybody's ever seen. <laughs> Just wait for it. But... Uh, finally getting uh, fed up to the point where it's like, let's just bring him on. Like, I know he hasn't met us. I'm tired of waiting. And it was, it was definitely, uh, worth the experience. So, uh, we're sorry to our listeners for having to wait for so long, but I think you could agree he was worth it. And, uh, I look forward to running into him again. And you know what, Kev, maybe even booking him on the show sometime in the future. Yeah, we might have to do that. Something tells me he's going to stay around. I think so. In terms of but, uh, yeah. I think that's going to do it for me. That'll do it for us tonight. We'll tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good fight.